Alrighty, everybody, and welcome to Econ Breakdown, the podcast where we break down important issues in today's economy. I'm Alina. And I'm Amy. Mel, don't we have a super exciting topic planned for today's podcast? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it exciting, but I definitely think today's podcast is going to be an interesting one. Okay, people. So today's topic is going to be about the opioid crisis. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. Mel, what are we starting today's podcast with? We're just going to dive right into the issue. So over the past two decades, Canada has been dealing with an opioid crisis. Opioids are drugs that can be prescribed by doctors or in most cases bought off street sellers. The concern associated with opioids in North America is related to the staggering number of deaths linked to opioid overdoses, which are mainly connected to one substance, fentanyl. Have you heard of fentanyl, Amy? Yeah, I've seen some crazy reports on the news. Statistics from a Canadian national report showed the number of accidental opioid-related deaths in different provinces. It showed that in British Columbia, there were 299 deaths, and in Ontario, 459. Ontario and BC were the provinces that were faced with the most opioid-related deaths in the recently recorded quarter, which was January to March of 2019. Jeez, I wonder what's causing all of this. Well, remember that drug you mentioned earlier? Fentanyl? Yeah, the introduction of fentanyl in common street drugs became a common practice amongst drug drug dealers to reduce their costs. Drug dealers began mixing fentanyl with other substances because fentanyl was cheap when purchased from China. By mixing fentanyl with the other drugs that they were selling, such as heroin, they were able to save costs by dividing resources. In hopes of dividing the resources more and more, dealers increased the amount of fentanyl in each batch to reduce production costs on original substances. That's wild. I've heard some other things about fentanyl too. I've heard that there's a lot of factors when they look at what actually is causing this crisis, and a commonly accepted theory for this cause has been linked to physicians. They've been known in the past to overprescribe painkillers to patients in hopes of a better and faster recovery, but this just led to a lot of unmonitored use of these dangerous substances. This unmonitored use of these opioids is hazardous because of the addictive high that's associated with them. The use of illicit drugs has always been a concern for governments because of healthcare costs, but as a but as a result of extreme overdose cases, governments are spending far more than anticipated. Public overdose response programs spent $93 million on medications used to reverse the effects of opioids in 2014, compared with $57.3 million in 2011, according to the Canadian Institute for Health Information. In recent years, the implication of this cost has been associated with a variety of factors, including overprescribing opioids for pain, street sellers, generational patterns, and so many more. The heavy use and introduction of these fentanyls among regular users are impacting them and the public in ways undescribable. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. Mel, I had a question. You mentioned something earlier about physicians being at the root of this problem, but don't a lot of people just get it from the streets? Well, in most cases, addictions can start from either a recreational use um, or if a professional overprescribes you a dosage. But you're right. In most cases, the individual just develops an addiction and they'll just start buying it off the streets because it's more accessible. I mean, it's also illegal to have on you. Yeah, but luckily there are things in place to help people who are dealing with overdoses, like the Good Samaritan Act. I've heard that it basically allows people to contact emergency responders for help with the comfort of knowing that they will not get into any trouble with legal enforcement. 
Exactly. Like, imagine we're at a party and then we see someone showing signs and symptoms of an opioid overdose. We can be reassured that through this act, we won't be getting into any trouble for reporting this overdose. That must be super helpful for the volunteers that support many of these organizations that help people with opioid use disorder. You mean people at like prevention clinics and safe injection sites? Yep. They report on incidents of overdose and make efforts to ensure users are aware of what they're consuming. It's a good thing that these governments have these supports in place. Totally. I don't know how else they would be dealing with the crisis without them. You make a good point, but I feel like the government could still be doing more for its people. What would you suggest? A controversial debate between Canadians trying to solve this opioid crisis has been a matter of decriminalization of these hard, hard drugs or not. The decriminalization of these opioid drugs could go one, way, one of two ways. Save hundreds of lives or create complete chaos. A fair and valid argument could be made in support of legalization if we look at specific aspects like safe and frequent monitoring of the distribution for these drugs. So people aren't buying off the streets as much, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, it would be, it would be giving people struggling with opioid use disorder a safe place that would be encouraging them to get back on track. 100%. I think it's so crucial that governments promote rehabilitation. I also think it's important for people to see both sides of the idea of legalization. It should be recognized that legalization would not work if governments do not act with awareness of the potential risks of this process. You're right. I believe that it's crucial to look at the argument for and against decriminalization of these hard drugs because the implications can be positive or negative. I am personally in support of decriminalization because I believe it provides an opportunity for growth and change. Wow, maybe we should be federal leaders. Totally, but we'd probably get kicked out not too soon after. Anyways, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Econ Breakdown. We're your hosts, Mel and Amy, and we hope to see you all next time. Bye! Bye.